0: We're momming today with Jesse Bradica, mother of three and founder of North Penn Stronger Together, which represents parents in a school district in Pennsylvania. Jesse, thanks for coming on. And and our topic today is this teacher in a middle school where you live who taped a mask to a young boy's face and people are outraged. And I, I think the reason they're so outraged is because this is year three of wearing masks and people are just fed up and the kids are struggling.
1: What do you think? the kids are definitely struggling. Um, I have to say that I am pro mask choice. Um, and I have, you know, with my three kids, they, they just prefer to be in school, um, and, you know, are, are, wearing the mask because it beats, you know, having schools closed. We've dealt with, we dealt with that in 2020. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard. It's definitely mentally wearing for them to be in a mask, you know, every day, eight hours a day. Um, and, you know, having that lack of socialization uh, and it's hard, especially for younger kids as they're learning how to read and socially interact. Um, but we are where we are. And, you know, this this mask incident, I think, is is a fear that I don't even know if parents even know that they had until they saw that picture and could see their child in, you know, in that situation. What exactly transpired?
0: How did that happen? How did a teacher wind up taping a face mask
1: to a boy's face? That is pending investigation with the school district and we respect that. Um, But whatever the situation is, it's a, at best, a very poor lack of judgment on the educator, um, and and is quite outrageous and should never have happened and should not be okay to any educator and hopefully not any parent either.
0: What's the temperature of the teachers um, in your district, even in, in your specific schools that your kids are in? Because I know after you know the holidays with the spread of Omicron. A lot of them didn't want to go back to the classroom. Would it be maybe this teacher was acting out of, we can't have a single germ in the air in this classroom, or or she was just trying to make an example of this child? And I'm saying that because I have a six-year-old who is terrible at wearing her mask. And on her parent-teacher conference, the teacher told me, look, just just a gentle reminder, her mask is typically under under her nose. No big deal, but, you know. And I was fine with that she didn't get a tape to her face and she didn't get reprimanded. So, so how
1: is this different? Uh, Well, I think, I I don't think that this was a disciplinary action based on um, the limited information that I, that we do have. Um, But, but regardless, you know, the action of going from, you know, your mask isn't appropriately working on your face to let's tape it onto your face. There's, is unacceptable. So it, it, it is devastating. And, you know, these kids are struggling with their mental health on so many levels through this pandemic. And then to have this incident happen on top of all of the emotional strain as it is, um, you know, really could just can, can take the cake. And um, there should be strong policies in place that if somebody's having a problem with a mask, that either a new mask is issued or that the, the child should go to the nurse's office, for example, and a parent be called um, during this mask mandate. Uh, because taping, using a, a piece of tape yourself. Now, if the teacher handed the tape to the child and the child decided that they wanted to tape the mask to their face, you know, on their own, I think people would be like, you know, that's that's fine, Right. But for the teacher to go over and do it for the child while the child is sitting there, you know, and and what do you want the child to do? You know, you don't want the child to disrespect the teacher. Right. So what what really does that child have as an option? No matter what the circumstance is.
0: How heated is the uh, the school board meeting tonight going to be?
1: Well, we'll see. Um, I, you know, I I know I'm personally speaker number 20. Um, I don't know how many people signed up after I am and it's all, you know, it's open to they'll they'll give a certain amount of time for people to speak usually. Um, And then they have some more speak, more public comment at the end of the meeting as well. So, uh, you know, we always are calling on people to maintain respect, you know, and to, you know, keep comments. You know, we have facts every, every instance that we have brought to the board from, you know, white privilege uh, assignments, privilege walks in the classrooms, sexually explicit books in our libraries. Um, we've always had the facts on our side. And we have, we have always been one to, you know, our, our tagline is stronger together, right? And it's hard to be stronger together when you have a community that's heated can, and unreasonable.
0: Can you back up for a second here? Because you just s- talked about sexually explicit books being in the library and, and, and pri- racial privilege being taught in, in the classroom. So your school district
1: embraces CRT? They, they don't call it CRT. I, you know, I don't know what it is that they, you know, where it falls. They have denied that they are practicing CRT. Um, we have, um, a director of equity and inclusion. We have cultural proficiency programs. Um, we have professional development monthly for teachers. um, so I don't know where the white privilege articles are coming, you know, where they're coming from, what programs, you know, that, that this is coming from, privilege walks in multiple grades and multiple schools. And yes, sexually explicit books that we, uh, we actually had some parents read excerpts from. Uh, one was originally purchased for an elementary school. Others were in the middle school and in the high school. All of them were purchased and entered into the North Penn uh, Library. Do you, do you have examples of, of the titles of any of the books? Yeah, uh, Lawn Boy, the um, by John um, I think it's I- I- Iverson. There's two different Lawn Boys. One Lawn Boy's fine. The other one is, you know, has a lot of very inappropriate language um, and talks about being. Um, on a church retreat and doing sexually explicit things with another fourth grader. Um, The other other book that was in the elementary school originally um, and high school is All Boys Aren't Blue, where it's pretty much they descriptively talk about incest and um, the losing real virginity um, between two um, men and two boys. What grade was this for? It was in the elementary school what? originally, and then in the high school. Yeah, it was purchased and in the catalog for the elementary school at first. We found it. Um, it was removed. And we have yet to really, you know, have again, this is the first time that the school board has made a public statement. Over one of these really kind of outrageous issues that the parents have brought to them multiple times for multiple months, and um, the statement was to the media. It wasn't to the parents. You know, when George Floyd, when George Floyd's verdict came about, the district sent an email to parents you know, um, gave a statement to parents about the George Floyd verdict. But we have yet the this, this statement that the North Penn School District made about this incident is um, been in newspapers and on their website, not to parents directly.
0: And I want to know what exactly your group and parents have done about this. And we'll discuss that on the other side when we're momming today returns. We're back on, we're momming today with Jesse Bradica, talking about what is going on in our nation's schools. And, uh, you know, you were so outraged by some of the things that you were seeing, Jesse, that you, you ran for the North Penn school board and, and you, you founded a group. Um, tell me about what the reaction has been to what you're doing in the community, because obviously you are clearly not the only one.
1: It honestly has been a divided reaction, um, which is sad because our current school board, uh, represents nine, nine of nine out of nine seats represent only half of, half of our population. Um, and the policies reflect, you know, half of, half of a political side of an agenda and there's no balance on that school board. Parents have, Felt unheard many times. um, They have been insulted. Board members use their political platforms to, you know, they've they've ran for higher offices. Uh, Two are rumored to run again and for twenty twenty two for higher offices. Um, So it's become a real political environment, and um, it's sad for our kids and it's sad for our families. So. We, me and the, the three other people that I ran with, um, we are parents of kids in the school district. We have never been affiliated with any political, with any politics before. We had no aspirations to be politicians. We really just wanted to bring balance and represent the parents. And parents heard our message and we we had a record number of votes um, for a primary for for our party. Um, and we got beat with mail
0: Well, congratulations. Um, we'll do better next, next time around in terms of being able to, to get those
1: seats. How well, the- the, the, so the point is now that, you know, the platform was to represent parents and bring balance and nothing changed after the election but we had all the support and we now had a platform so i wanted to use the platform to still have a to still be a place where parents had a voice that we could still you know ha- maybe we don't have a seat on the board but now we have a voice a larger voice and this has been a prime example of the power of parents Um, And and what happens when parents are continually ignored and when they're scared and when they're not getting appropriate action from from the administration. How are the parents of that young boy doing who had his mask taped to him? Um, I honestly, I can't speak for them. You know, they really do want to maintain their privacy. uh, And I I respect that wholeheartedly. You have to take care of your family. And they're just trying to do what's best for for their child.
0: How's the boy? Did he go to school the next day?
1: Uh, It's my understanding that he did miss school. Um, I'm not exactly sure how many days he's missed. Of course, he's probably so humiliated. And now
0: it's in the media and... Yeah, I mean, everyone's still and you, an investigation is going on to figure out why that that happened. Um, c- can you speak to either your own children or or anybody, any, any kids that, that, you know, and you feel comfortable speaking about how they're doing being in masks for year number three? Hmm.
1: Well, like I said, a while ago, you know. If it's a choice between not going to school and having to go school, go to school and mask, my children have chosen to go to school in a mask. Um, you know, my my oldest is a junior. She missed her ninth grade um, last year of ninth grade at, at her junior high and missed her sophomore year at the high school. Um, she's a junior and is just now experiencing. You know what it's like to be in high school and yet you know the winter ball has been canceled still nothing is is the same they they had um you know shield like rose in the lunchroom with with you know plexiglass so it it was just like it's just not a normal environment um i do have to say that the teachers of north penn have always been excellent I, I, the administration has um, been excellent in trying to give the best options possible. And, um, you know, it was the school board who makes the choice of whether or not kids are going to be masked. Whether or not schools are going to be opened, and and that is on that is the decision of those elected people, and for them not to listen to the community who's been after them for over a year on these various issues, just swipe it under the rug, swipe it under the rug, you know, and and go full steam with their agendas and their you know i i ideologies, um, you know, it, it's become a real divisive environment so, in the community.
0: What are the teachers then saying for, for the most part, if you could generalize, are they against what the school board is doing and
1: saying? Um, I think teachers are, you know, are getting the brunt of all of it. You know, I think they, they love the kids. They, I know they wanted to be in school um, from my understanding. And, um, you know, I think we just really, need to support the teachers the best we can. Um, and I, and I do, I, North Penn has always had great teachers. My kids have loved a lot of their teachers. There are some teachers that are definitely promoting um, a, a, an agenda that, you know, there's, there's teachers that my children know which side of the political line. But, but Jesse, they, what's the agenda to putting a, ta- a mask, taping a mask to a kid's face? What, what is the agenda in that? I, well, I don't think it's an agenda. I just think that it's such a culture that has been created with COVID that almost like think that makes people think that it might be okay that they're, you know, oh, the mask is falling down, you know, let's tape it up to make sure it's appropriate or, or whatever. I have no idea what the teacher was thinking, where somebody would think that that was remotely okay, you know, um, it, 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 it's mind boggling. And I and and that's, you know, this is the culture that we're breeding when when masks are optional and we have hysteria over germs and now it's Omicron and it was Delta. And, you know, and, and we did have a teacher um, pass from COVID and other comorbidities. I'm sorry, morbidity, morbidities, morbidities the yes, hard one. <laughs> <laughs> um, over Christmas break. And I think that was very hard for, you know, teachers and, and staff, but again, you know, if it was a joke, if it was help, if it, whatever it was, it's not okay to tape a mask to a child's so face. I,
0: I hear you saying that <laughs> this whole, um, We've, we've almost become obsessed or, or paranoid with keeping ourselves and everybody around us healthy that that obsession has become like a sickness and a craziness that it would make sense in this distorted world that we live in to, to tape a mask to, to a kid's face. And I particularly find it frustrating because I, I'm absolutely for wearing masks in the class when there's high transmission in the area and it would cut back on that happening, which might be the case right now. There is Omicron. But where I live, it's masks all the time. Where's the off ramp? You you can't raise children, socialize children to always keep them safe when there's always going to be a variant, but always keeping them in a, in a mask. And that's why I think there needs to be some flexibility and an off ramp. And we get out of this craziness where it would it's normalized to tape a mask to a kid's face. Oh, and by the way, people are going a step further because now you're probably going to have to wear an N95 to mask ne- to, 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 to school next year. Could you imagine what would happen if the district said kids have to wear an N95 or a K95 to school in September?
1: Well, I I, I can see that happening. Um And the only the only thing with the N95s. You know, they have millions of dollars in COVID relief that they would have to spend in ensuring that students had N95 masks because they are not cheap and they're only effective. If you look at, you know, the proper use of N95s, they're really only effective for a couple hours. Um, So you'd have to change the mask. To, to truly maintain the absolute efficacy of an N95, you'd have to, to change it at least one time, you know, at least once throughout the day. Um, and, and is that, how, how are you going to, how are you going to manage that? So I think, you know, the cloth mask was a more, I, I think truly, you know, one of our um, Montgomery County health commissioners in June during the, one of the board of health meetings um You know, when masks were, you know, when, when everything, when we had vaccines and the transmission was low and, and Pennsylvania said, we're, you know, we're done with mask mandates, you know, the, one of the board health commissioners came on and and said, you know, yeah, it's okay to take off your mask. It's been a psycho, psychological, sociological, um, impediment, safeguard, at this point with this pandemic and really he said and he said the only data I can find from any from all the data that I've looked at is masks are zero to fifteen percent effective and they're only effective when somebody's actually infected. And we have created this environment where nobody knows if they're infected. <laughs> and 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 it is crazy. This deadly the deadliest virus that we have encountered in our lifetime is so deadly, but yet we don't even know if we're carrying it. We have no symptoms. It, it, I know. it the whole thing is, it and
0: it'll hurts. change again when there's another variant. And in the meantime, our poor children, um, and that poor boy but that yes. had that done to him. How, how embarrassing! Um, you know, keep us posted. What happens? Uh, the temperature at the school board meeting tonight, and with your group, we do appreciate it, Jesse Bradica, Thank you.